I'm Jack Hampton, and this is the Hampton Hoops Podcast. What up, what up, Coop? How are you doing, my friend? Surviving and thriving. Broke me, dude. (laughs) Let the fun begin. Let's get it on today's pod. This is the final Trey's Best Bets of the season. We've had such a great, great year. Trey's done a fantastic job. We discuss all things game five and six of these finals. We also touch a little bit on our thoughts if this series goes seven. We discuss all of that and much more, so let's jump into it. What's up? What's up, Trey? How are you doing, my friend? Doing good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And I know... I know you're doing really well right now because your future is looking really bright. You're just one win away from cashing in that future bet you had on the Golden State Warriors so many months ago. How are you feeling with that right now? You're about to make some money. And honestly, dude, just props to you. That is insane if they can come away with this. I appreciate it, man. And um, dude, I mean, it's always a great feeling to be one win away from cashing a fat ticket for the future like that. especially when it was the Suns and Nets favorite ahead of the Warriors. You know, you love that third third team down the rankings plus 500. I'll take that money all day. And, um, you know, I just hope hope get game six clay comes through clutch for me, helps me cash that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of one of the Splash Brothers, we're going to talk about, you know, the runaway for finals MVP right now is Steph Curry, even through his game five struggles. He did go 0 for 9 from 3. Um, are you worried as a guy that's you know has a rooting interest in the Warriors right now? Are you worried with how he was defended in Game 5? Or do you feel like it was just a sort of flash in the pan, kind of he just missed some shots, you know, the averages are going to even out? Are you worried about with what Boston did to defend Steph Curry? Not at all. I mean, Steph was missing open shots. He had, I think he had like three wide open threes that he missed. Um, I think that was really just an anomaly. And I would not be shocked at all if Steph comes out and drops 35 and 10 mm-hmm. in game six. Because, I mean, the way he's just been performing all series, like you said, obviously the runaway MVP um, dropped in the 40 ball in game four, which was insane. Um, like you said, game five struggles, but I think I think that only leads up to a bigger bounce back, which is going to add to that storyline of why he is the MVP of the finals. I actually came out earlier this week, or was it last week? I think it was over the weekend where I said, I don't care if, this is when it was tied 2-2, I don't care if Boston wins this series, that award deserves to go to Steph Curry. And I still feel that way, even after game five. I couldn't agree more. And then, like ESPN's been talking about Wiggins getting it. Like he's been he's been playing great these last two games. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what are we gonna do? Put in put a Finals MVP Andrew Wiggins because he guarded Jason Tatum. Yeah, like that's that's not that's yeah. Yeah, I I just I don't understand that. To me, it's not even a debate. Yes, he played 42 minutes and had 26 points and 13 rebounds in Game Five. That's an incredible game. But at the same time, this guy is seeing Boston's third and fourth defender. I mean, they're focusing on Steph Curry and Clay Thompson before they focus on Andrew Wiggins. He's not 
he's not the most valuable player on that team. He's not even close, in my opinion. Although he has had an amazing series, and it's he's made up for all that slander that's been on him. And I and I was one that slandered him. You know, I I didn't go as far to say that he's a bust, but I mean, he was he was an empty calorie player. He wasn't really. He, he wasn't a winning player. And then it's amazing what the right fit with the right organization can do for your career. And Andrew Wiggins is a testament to that. It's, I could not agree more. And I mean, I'm, I'll am be the first to say it. Like I was sitting at the top of the mountain screaming as loud as I could that Andrew Wiggins was a bum. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but he definitely proved me wrong this series. He's been, like you said, he's come out, he's exploded. I mean, having 30 rebounds and two games combined at the small forward position, it's just like he's out there dominating the class. Uh, you can tell that he's he's hungry, he wants it, and uh, it's good to see that desire. I mean, he's only 20, 27, I believe, mm-hmm. so he's still he's still young. He, he's got time in this league, and it's good to see those players get that hunger when they are put into a situation that they can thrive in. Yeah, dude, you're exactly right. And I think with with everything he's done to outside of scoring has been huge because he, at Minnesota, he was a type of guy that didn't really do anything else besides score, and he didn't even score consistently. Sometimes you wouldn't even notice that he's on the, the court at all. And exactly. now he's, as you said, the 29 rebounds in two games. That's incredible. I mean, that is incredible. That shoot, that's hustle, that's effort. And that's something he didn't do up in Minnesota. And I feel like he's became a better playmaker too. Granted, it helps when you're passing the ball to the two greatest shooters of all time. But still, his playmaking there, his rebounding's there, his efforts there. And defensively, he has, he doesn't even look like the same player that was in Minnesota. Not at all. He is dogging. I wonder if I wonder if that has anything to do with teaming up with Draymond Green yes. and just the intensity that he brings. So I feel like every meeting, every practice, every game, mm-hmm. everything that Draymond Green does, he's it's it's business for him. So I wonder if that's starting to rub off on wigs and he's like, yo, I can be a Draymond type defender, but I can actually score. Yeah. Speaking of Draymond, too, he he kind of looked a little bit back to himself in Game 5. He was a plus 11. Of course, he did foul out again for the third time in this series. But <laughs> he, he did look back to himself. Uh, you have any thoughts on him? And I, I know that he really got hammered towards the beginning of this series, even by his mom, which is hilarious. But how did you feel about was, him? That was hysterical. Um, well, first, I want to preface this. I didn't tell you this because I wanted to get your live reaction on the pod. I actually emailed uh, FanDuel's customer support and asked them if we could get a fouls prop for Dream Hunger. <laughs> hoping to get a response because uh, I'm taking that over every time. Yeah. It says six. You're like, I'm going seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's going to get a double tech or something. going to get a sixth one and get tech. Yeah. He fouls um, out and sneaks back on the court and fouls somebody else. Imagine. <laughs> God, that'd be hilarious. But, um, no, like you said, he um, game game four he was abysmal. He was he was, I mean, this whole series, honestly, he's been awful. Like he has looked an absolute shell of himself. He looks looks like he's either hurt or he's just like old. Like I understand Father Time can catch it at any time, but like, damn. Mm-hmm. But then game five, he came back and like you said, he looked like Draymond. He was flying around the court with intensity. Even though he found out, you know, he was grabbing rebounds, he was putting 
chasing Tatum and chokeholds on box outs and everything. So, you know, he was he was that player that the Warriors really thrive off that or thrive off of his energy where he's sitting there just poking the bear and poking the bear until the bear hits him and he's gonna sit there and hit the bear back, you know? Mm-hmm. So um I feel like they really I feel like he's the motor, the heart and soul and the motor of that team to where if he's not him, they're not them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he is. He that team goes as he goes and he if he has a good game, obviously it's not gonna show on the stat sheet. It's gonna be a triple single nine times out of ten, but just the way he affects it defensively and with energy, I think is huge for them. You talked a little bit about uh, game six, Clay hinting towards what he could do on Thursday night. He looked like he was warming up for game six. I mean, he did have 21 points in game five. He's completely turned the narrative on himself the entire series because those first two games, everybody was like, where the hell is Clay Thompson? And now um, he's got those averages back up to, you know, respectable numbers. So what do you think you see out of him in game six? I think they see by game six, Clay. Um, I was listening to a pod earlier today, Titus and Chase, college basketball podcast, that they were going over, like, uh, the finals recaps. They have been all series. Um, they're just two hilarious guys. And uh, one of them was there. And apparently some of the Warriors fans started chanting, <clears throat> game five, Clay. And other Warriors fans, like old head Warriors fans, got pissed and looked at him and said, "That's not a thing." So, uh, I mean, he dropped <laughs> he dropped twenty one in game in game five. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like you said, that's that's pretty good looking warm up to me. If you ask me for game six, I mean, I'm rolling with history, man. What has Clay done in every? I mean, even this year after, like he did it in he did it against Memphis, man. Came out. It went lights out. He hit every shot he took, pretty much. Um, I don't know what it is, but like, dude, when Clay steps onto the court for Game Six, that hoop has to look like the ocean. Yeah. Like anything he throws up, it's going in. So um, I expect a huge game from Clay, man. I expect I expect him to will the Warriors to a closeout, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Honestly, I I would have to agree with you, man, because I feel like you can just sense it in warm-ups with Clay, dude. It's like seeing him run out for a game six. Like, he just looks different. He just looks warmed up. I was making a video that's scheduled to be dropped tomorrow on TikTok about, you know, if game six Clay is going to show up. And all the footage I took from was from that Memphis series. As you just said, he was holding up the six. He was just busting our ass when he closed us out. But <laughs> it was, ah, it was, oh. yeah, it was, it was sickening watching over again, but man, <laughs> <laughs> he was game six clay. And honestly, in that game five against Dallas, that closeout game there, he, he played really, really well too. So I, I think he shows up big time. I'm assuming um, as we move into game six, you're gonna take that Golden State plus four. Um. Well, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you're like honestly. <laughs> but I'm I'm honestly like, I think I'm gonna take money line too at plus one forty two mm-hmm. because, you know, I've been saying it all series and like granted I've looked dumb a couple of times, but that's that's the game of gambling. You can't always be right, but I've been right once. Hope so I can be right twice. Um. 
but I think this championship mentality of this this Warriors team, I think the pressure of being at Boston, those fans are going to be Boston fans, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, they're still just so young. They've never been in a closeout game in the NBA Finals. Granted, they did go win a game seven in in Miami, and they won game six and seven against Milwaukee. So they've definitely been in this position before. But I just think the Warriors are a different beast than the Heat, than the injured Heat that they played, and also the injured Bucks that they played. So, because mm-hmm. um, I mean, if Chris Middleton's there, that could be a whole different series. And if Kyle Lowry isn't hurt and running like he's like 80 years old with a stick up his ass, then that would probably be a different series too. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right too. I. I don't know if I would take the money line. I don't know how I feel about game six. After game five, honestly, bro, like I was like, this shit's a wrap. Like, I don't care. I, I was 100% on Golden State closing it out. As times went on the past couple of days, I feel like, I don't know. I could see, I mean, we had kind of, we counted out Boston, you know, game six in Milwaukee when they were down 3 2. But then again, this is a team that's won three championships. This isn't the Milwaukee Bucks without Chris Middleton. So I really could see this one going either way. Are you going to touch the over and under at all? It's set at 210. I didn't know if you're going to touch that at all. Um, I'm probably, I'm probably going to stay away from that one. I would too. Um, Cause like, I feel like every single game this series, one team hits like 107 and the others at like 93. Mm-hmm. And like that's it, like puts it at two two hundred. And at that point, like, I mean, the, what's interesting to me is every single line in the series has been at three and a half and four. Every single one, and mm-hmm. every single game has ended in double digits. Mm-hmm. So, and they just keep continuing to be three or four every damn game. Exactly, and it's exactly it's so it's wild to me. But I mean, that just shows like this series is just such like a it's such a good series that not even the Vegas bookies know what the hell to do with it. No, no, they don't. And uh, I agree because it's Chris Vernon said this the other day. It's the best like double digit series I've ever seen because every game has been decided by double digits. But I'm still thoroughly entertained every game you know exactly like every game feels like a good game i know mm-hmm. exactly like i was i was watching that same episode bro and uh, like every every game is a great entertaining game it's just like the last like six minutes one team runs away mm-hmm. to where if you look back at the eastern conference finals when every game was a blowout if I'm being honest with you, bro, I watched like until halftime and then I got bored and turned on 2K. The exact same way, bro. I, I stopped like, watching the games altogether. Like like four and five, I didn't watch like a second of. I was so disgusted with it. I was so excited for that series. <laughs> I would like I would like watch to see what my bets were doing. And I was like, all right, sweet, they're up 30 in the first quarter. I can probably turn that one off. Uh, but um, no, man, this is—it's been—it's been great. It's been—it's been like the closest, most entertaining double double digit games I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, man. Is there any other like player props or anything you're gonna you're gonna touch in Game Six? 
Yeah, so there's an odds boost that uh, FanDuel put out today. Mm-hmm. And it is clay to score ten dollars or ten points in any quarter, and that's boosted to two thirty. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about Game Six clay. Um, he's, I mean, he, I don't see how he doesn't score ten in a quarter. I mean, I think he's going to come out lights out from three. I think he's going to come out with that dog in him. You know how he is. He's going to be holding up six. He's going to be sitting there, tapping in the boat. Tapping clay is going to drive him home to the title. So. I love that bet, man, and like like I said, I love that money line, and I hope that I can get that money line plus 142, this plus 230, and a plus 500 all in one night. Cause that would be that'd be a quick trip to start to see the boy. <laughs> I love I love that <laughs> I love that. Um, if, if, is there any shot that you get nervous if Boston wins this game at home? Is there any shot you get nervous for Game Seven? Oh, hell yeah. <clears throat> hell yeah, man. Um, I think if, if it goes to game seven, I would I'll probably literally flip a coin and just put my money on whoever it lands on. Because, like, game seven, anything goes. You know, you have to, like, look at the refs. Obviously, they're in back in Chase, but, like, Chase isn't the Oracle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like you know Jason Tatum he went off against the Heat mm-hmm. uh, game 6 but then Jimmy Butler went off on him game 7 and they lost so like what if Wiggins goes off at 40 or what if Steph or Clay does so like if it goes game 7 man I'm definitely worried for the plus 500 but I still got that plus 120 on the one that I told you to bet uh Told, the, told all y'all the bet at the beginning of the series if you took the future too. So winning money either way, but I would definitely like 500 more than a 120. So the way you described game seven is exactly how I would feel too. Um, I honestly feel similarly about game six. I could see that going just either way because I feel like Boston's not going to go out uh, at, at the garden, but at the same time, like I feel like they could get tight down the stretch if they're losing they know their season's on the line at home they could relax and get tight or however but if it goes seven i have no idea my analysis goes out the window i, I don't really have no idea same here that's when i don't bet over unders usually and that's when i'm only touching the over under that day like, i have <laughs> yeah, no idea <laughs> hammering the under <laughs> exactly exactly man Hey, I want to do a touch on one thing with you. All right. How how about that Steph record, man? It was two hundred and thirty-six games, I believe. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah, that's something that I knew had been going on. But my God, when you just wrap your mind around how many games in a row that is, it's so believable because obviously he is the greatest shooter ever, but. Damn, that many years, that many games in a row of just hitting a three. <laughs> it, it's really, really crazy. And to for that not to happen in the finals on the biggest stage, <laughs> you can't write this shit and they still win. I mean, that's just, that's insanity. Dude, I just did the math and that's 2.84 seasons. NBA season because they're 82 games. 
That's not including the playoffs, of course. But 2.84 seasons that he went through the NBA without missing a three in a game. Yeah, that probably dates back to at least the beginning of 2019 because, you know, he missed quite a few games this year. And he yeah, missed, and he he, missed all, yeah, of all the seasons. So it probably goes back to 18 or 17. That's crazy. insane, dude. Yeah. That is insane. Mm. I can't, but like, like I said, I don't think he'll ever go 0-9-3 in his career again. I don't think it had to do anything with Boston's defense. Um, I'm watching Daily Wager right now. It says Boston has a 69% chance to win, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I like, I like Golden State on that man. I just feel like that championship pedigree is going to come into play and yeah. Game Six play, and Steph's going to be like, "Hey, to ESPN for saying Wiggins might take my MVP. Here's why I deserve it." Mm-hmm. Those percentages are always wild as hell to me. You remember the BPI at the beginning of the series? It was like like Boston like eighty six percent or eighty four percent to win the series. I saw that and yes. was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yes, bro. I I I don't understand. I don't get how they get those BPI things. Like after game one, Minnesota was like seventy four percent chance to beat the Grizzlies. Yeah, uh, it's like. This fat people just get a little too excited. Facts. The pendulum, the pendulum swings way, way too much. I think. Exactly, bro. I yeah. cannot agree more. Yeah. You got anything else today, my man? I think that's it, brother. All right. Except think... for one more thing, I think uh, Jason Tatum needs to uh, text Kobe Bryant so he he's got him again because uh, he's been missing the last couple games. Gonna put yeah. out an APB for Jason Tatum. Yeah, you do he need to file. Like, look. Start looking for him. He needs to do something, man. My God. He needs to text Kobe again. I mean, yeah. damn. That was his last good game. That was his last <laughs> exactly. good game. Exactly. You got to do it. Shout out, Kyle. Kobe, though. Love you. Rest yeah. in paradise, baby. Yeah, for sure that. Trey, I just wanted to thank you for an absolutely amazing season. You did an incredible job on the pod. Just so lucky to have you on the team. And, um, Thanks again, man. It was an incredible season, and I look forward to next year, man. I, I really do. I am so stoked to be a part of the team, man. I had a great time, the little time I had this season, and I can't wait to come back next season and win us money all year long, baby. It's going to be great. Same here, brother. You have a great night. Uh, you too, buddy. And, hey, to all the all the betters out there, let's go cash game. Game six, baby. 500. Let's get it. <laughs>